Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 80. I recently saw one of the runners in our community who shared a post about her seven-mile gratitude run. Each mile of her run was dedicated to a different person. She said in her post that it kind of came up organically. She hadn't set out planning who to run the run for, but just whoever she felt compelled to send gratitude for for each mile, she did that. And I think it's so powerful when we choose to envelop our running habit in gratitude because it'll literally elevate how we experience a run. I was so thrilled when I read her post because it reminds us how much we can impact our runs. We don't have to take a back seat and wait for discomfort to creep in in our runs. Focusing on a gratitude mile helps shift perspective. Like this runner, for instance, mentions in a Runner's World article, she says, it's easy to focus too much on pace times and chasing the next PR. The gratitude mile helps you find yourself again and appreciate the fact that you are able to run at all. She said that she begins by simply taking notice and appreciating the simple things along her run. And it keeps her focused on the enjoyment she gets from running rather than the discomfort that often accompanies it. So, end of quote, Of course, the queen of gratitude and positive attitude herself, Dina Castor, in her book, also mentions that snowballing effect that she noticed when she learned how to put positive thinking into practice. The quote goes like this, I thought I had discovered the secret to success, because I had, by identifying a thought that was holding me back and replacing it with a new one to help me forward. I undid years of self-destructive thinking patterns that had left me unhappy and injury-prone. And I built better mental habits that not only propelled my success, but also prepared me to handle setbacks and challenges. And this is from Legermind Run, a memoir of Thinking My Way to Victory. So you might be wondering, how do you implement it for yourself? Well, I want to invite you to grab my three-step How to Love Your Runs process, especially if using a gratitude mile approach is something new for you. The three-step guide provides a framework to which having the mental capacity to look for things to be grateful for is easier and more readily available to you. And I'll make sure to link it in the show notes below. So something that's really changed in my life in the last three, four years is my awareness of my energy that I hold in my body. In the spiritual arena, there's a concept called 17 seconds, or 
more accurately, 4 times 17 seconds, so 68 seconds by Esther Hicks. And this might be a little too woo of a concept for you if you're still just dabbling in the powers of gratitude, but hang in there with me. <laughs> this wasn't an idea that was on my radar in the beginning either, but I want to share it here because it's such a powerful concept and it shows us how powerful our thoughts are. So the idea is that you hold a positive thought and truly trust in this thought for 17 seconds, which doesn't seem like much, but you really don't want any competing worry thoughts at the same time. You just want pure positive thoughts for 17 seconds and they create fuel for more similar energy, more similar thoughts and energy. And then another 17 seconds and another. And pretty soon you have 68 seconds of pure thought. So a minute and eight and eight seconds. And so for each 17 seconds, the intensity of the vibration gets stronger, meaning there's going to be more and more energetic momentum behind, for instance, the third 17 seconds and the second 17 seconds and more energetic vibration behind the fourth 17 seconds and the third 17 seconds. So it's this compounding effect of each segment of 17 seconds add a little more momentum to the next one. So a way to visualize this, which really helped me, and it was a, I watched this on a video clip, but a way to visualize it then is to imagine a vehicle at the top of a hill in neutral. If this gear, I'm sorry, if this car was to be gently pushed at the very top of the hill, it would start rolling down the hill. Now at the beginning of the downhill roll, at the very outset, it would be rolling slowly and you could still probably stop it right at the very, very beginning. But the farther it rolls, so the more seconds that go by, the, the intensity of the speed picks up, right? The momentum of, I'm sure there's a physical term for this, but the momentum kind of picks up by itself, right? And the car is then gaining momentum and would clearly knock things over in its path. And so you can relate this to how the first 17 seconds have less momentum than the subsequent rounds of 17 seconds. And why am I talking about this on a running podcast, you might wonder? Well, because we all deal in thoughts. Thoughts is our currency. And whether we choose to build positive or negative momentum for our run depends on the type of thoughts that we hold. I bet next time you become aware of your thoughts heading into a run a while out running, you will think of the type of thought momentum you're creating now that you're familiar with Esther Hicks' 68 seconds. And think about Dina Castor's comment by changing the quality of her thoughts literally from a negative pole to a positive pole, she, quote, undid years of self-destructive thinking patterns that had left her not just unhappy, but listen to this, also injury prone, end of quote. Isn't that so powerful and just so thought provoking really? So try out a gratitude, gratitude mile on your next run, right? The first mile might be a great one to do it with. The first mile always seems wonky and it kind of sets us up. Think about how important the first mile is thought wise, kind of sets us up for the subsequent miles, right? Try it out maybe over Christmas 
where you have a little more time. Let me know how it goes. All right, runner friend, like and subscribe, review and share this episode with another runner friend. I wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you next week. All right, runner friend, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident, and empowered on your runs, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the type of runs you desire. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. As your coach, I'll be there to support you along the way. There'll be a link in the show notes to sign up for a call with me. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.